Welcome back to HodgePodge. I'm Allison Klakowitz, your host. Today's guest, Amanda Kochel, is a very gifted children's author and illustrator from Calgary, Alberta, Canada, who has recently released a beautiful new book titled, I Am Empathetic. Amanda is an elementary school teacher and yoga enthusiast who pulls from her experiences in the classroom and practicing mindfulness to create amazing books to teach children important coping mechanisms and values. You will love our conversation here on HodgePodge. Stay tuned for more. Welcome to HodgePodge, Amanda. Hi. I'm happy I'm, to be here. <laughs> yes, I'm so, so thrilled to have you on as a guest today. I'm looking forward to our conversation about your journey to publishing all of these beautiful books that you have, have published, and including your newest release, I Am Empathetic. Yeah, I'm really excited about that one because I'm a teacher and in the classroom, Empathy is something that we're really focusing on. It's like the unwritten curriculum where we have to cover all of these like um, SLEs where we have to like, these are the specifics of what you have to teach in math and language arts. But really the underlying things are our connections to others that aren't necessarily written in the curriculum. So I am empathetic is to help with that. Yes. And I think empathy for all of us right now is such an important um, topic <laughs> that um, if ever in the world we needed to needed empathy, it is right now. Don't you agree? <laughs> well, absolutely. I, I hear everybody saying like we're all in the same storm right now. And I, I heard one thing that really stuck out and I don't know who said it, but we're all in the same storm, but we're not in the same boat. So everybody yes. has their own things that are going on right now with COVID and with their jobs and with the economy and having to learn how to teach, like even to be in a completely different environment, like all of the kids have to learn how to learn online. <laughs> and I know from just from my personal experience, my daughter had a really hard time with it being in grade three, mm -hmm. and having mom as a teacher having mm -hmm. to work full time, but then having to teach her too. And it really didn't go that well. <laughs> right. Because she was just like missing her friends so much and missing her teacher and me having to work normally when I'm home. It's just playtime because mm -hmm. mom goes to work. And then when I'm home, it's like her and me time, but when I was teaching full time and and her, she's at home with me full time, she was like not understanding the fact that I had to work and it was really, really tough for us. Right, right. And let's, well, let's talk a little bit about that, that about your life in Alberta, Canada, and mm -hmm. you are a mother, um, uh, huge yoga enthusiast and illustrator artist and yes you are a teacher and you're an elementary teacher is that correct yeah yeah I've taught elementary school for the last 14 years and I love yoga and mindfulness that's kind of the focus of all of my work um I'm a single mom I got divorced when my daughter was two so one of my books is on on mindfully divorcing it's called divorce is a d word mm -hmm. um, sometimes two separate homes can be better than one so I really focus on 
how I can empower kids is the focus of all of my books basically is on empowerment for for kids and and to build their self-esteem and to build their self-awareness and their mindfulness and and to build empathy yes and how many books have you published so far um, seven. I self-published wow. seven of them. Yeah. That's, that's a huge undertaking. <laughs> I, I'm I really in awe of that. Um, I have one. <laughs> well, and, the thing and, is, and is you it... illustrated them as well. Is yeah, that, I, yeah. <laughs> I illustrated them all because I love to draw drawing and, and art is one of my passions, especially as a teacher too. In the classroom, the classroom's always noisy and crazy and like kids, some every time I do art the kids you walk in and it's just like silent and calm mm. and it just being creative is something that kids just like it, it empowers them in, in so many ways I even kids who struggle with drawing there's always something in art it doesn't necessarily have to be drawing that one art piece that we do they'll just like engage completely and be like wow this is amazing yeah and I always find that helps the classroom so much yes and I just know personally for me too you know I love to play and paint and you know it's just it, it takes me it's very you know you're mindful in that moment and you're focused on that. You're not focusing on anything else. And you have a level of control, a level of peace. <laughs> and for children, it, just to be able to express themselves, that's, that's, so, that's such a neat thing. Do you, I saw that you have a master's of education in creativity and technology. And uh, did I get that right? <laughs> Yeah, well, my master's of education is in technology. Um, And I I went in thinking that my focus was going to be on how I can use all of these like new technologies in the classroom. And then my focus of my research really turned into, well, it's not really the piece of technology that we're using, because that's constantly changing. Mm -hmm. It's how we're using whatever technology we have to be creative. That's how it really technology really empowers us. If we're just being passive consumers of technology, then we're not really using it in the way that it's best meant to be used. We're just using it as like a form of just watching TV or some other mindless activity that just fills up time. But the power of technology with our creativity is really where we can access and empower so many people, especially at this point in time in in the world where Mm -hmm. people in third world countries, they don't have running water, but they have an iPhone or a phone (laughs) or some access to the internet where they can learn. And I've, I've researched about communities where they've had like one phone and they changed a garbage dump into a garden. Like Mm -hmm. that just gives me like goosebumps because Mm -hmm. the power of technology is so huge. And if Mm -hmm. you use it for learning and creativity, that's really where we're going to change the world, I believe. Anyways, yeah. it shows the importance of of that continued knowledge through social interaction, whether you know whether in person or you know afar. And that's how we are having this conversation today. I mean, he, me here in North Carolina and you in Canada. And I have loved being able to speak to teachers and to um, writers all over the world and, and building this, this strong community together, you know, it's, it, you know, 
just from that aspect, it's, um, it's very encouraging to, to be a part of that. Well, the power of technology is unbelievable. Like even I look at where my books have gone and, and some books have gone into Europe. Even mm-hmm. I have an Etsy account and some of my art pieces, just my prints, have, I've had to ship them to Europe or to Australia. And I'm like, yeah. oh my goodness, I can't believe somebody's buying a print of mine from Europe. Like that is unbelievable in my yeah. mind. Because I'm just a little elementary go- school teacher from Alberta. <laughs> Right. I know. I know. And, and the same for me. And especially now with my blog and podcast, it's interesting when I see these, the, you know, it'll give me a breakdown of the different countries that, you know, such and so the, you know, and in Africa or in um, Ireland or wherever, you know, what have you, you know, so so that is, it's little old me has, has connected with this individual across the world for me. Let's talk about your art just for a minute, because it's so beautiful. It's very, um, uh, how do you describe your, your art just while we're on the topic of that? Um, I love to draw. I do lots of different types of drawing. And so it's, it really depends on what medium I choose to use for my books. I also paint. So my daughter and I paint together most of the time. Mm. Um, ever since she was little, little, like I had little blue footprints all over the floor <laughs> in my basement until I developed it because she would paint with me and, and I just like strip her down and she paints <laughs> and uh, like in her diaper. Oh, <laughs> no, we did. We had those days too. Yeah. <laughs> I and think so I had I just, some black paint on my floor. <laughs> just carry her upstairs and throw her in the shower. Yes. <laughs> After, but um, I like to draw mandalas because mandalas are yeah. really focused on your inner peace and your inner calm. And it's so mindful to just do repeating powers over and over again. And that really simple, simple, simple patterns can turn into something unbelievably complex. And the calmness that I feel and the calmness that I see in my students and the people that I teach when they're doing mandalas is just unbelievable. I also teach adult workshops on how to draw mandalas and and any type of art as well. And it's so interesting when I teach adults, because when I teach kids, they're just like into the paint before I even say like, okay, go get paint. (laughs) Whereas when I teach adults, they're like so scared to just touch the paint. I'm like, just dump it on the canvas. Just like start because mm-hmm. adults tend to be so reserved and like don't want to think it through and plan it out and have it just perfect. Whereas kids, they don't have those. I, I really want to empower an adults too. like just start, just throw some paint on and see what happens. You don't always mm. have to have a plan. Mm. I, I love that because that can be for everything, right? Any goal mm-hmm. in life, writing books even for authors uh aspiring authors out there you know you you have to put the paint on the canvas right to even to even begin you have to put the pencil or (laughs) start typing on the keyboard to to get there um the go ahead oh I was gonna say absolutely like you just have to start like my very first book that I ever wrote I wrote after a meditation at a retreat And it was called It's Okay to Feel. And it was for, it's just all these questions to ask kids about their feelings or even adults even. And it's just like, I feel sad. Well, what makes you feel sad? Where do you feel that in your body? 
um, who do you go to when you're sad? And then I eventually I created all these very different drawings for each feeling and I put it into a book. And my original plan was just to make it on my Mac and have one copy in my classroom. And then I ended up meeting this lady who actually just lives in Okotoks, which is really close to me. And I started learning from her because she used to be a kindergarten teacher and she ended up self-publishing on Amazon and was doing really well with it. So I was like, well, I could learn this too. And so just because somebody connected me with her through social media, then that's how my books ended up on Amazon because otherwise they would have just been books that I made for my classroom and Mm. only had one copy. Yeah, and now you have seven. And now I have seven in four years, which is unbelievable. That is unbelievable. <laughs> that you you really deserve a, a pat on the back. Oh, <laughs> a lot you. more than that, because they are they're beautiful. And um, how so? We'll get to current education, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. what that looks like. But in in the past, how have you implemented your books in the classroom? Generally, I always have some sort of aspect of the curriculum that I'm looking at when I pick which book I'm going to read. And so all of my books have some aspect of the curriculum that I really want to focus on when I'm doing it. So my feelings books, if we're doing health and mindfulness, will I'll read the book to them. And then even in the back of that book, I have different classroom activities that you can do with your with the students. So you could do drawing, you could do um, the acting you could do what is it called tableaus tableaus <laughs> when you what? do those the freezing poses <laughs> oh, with your okay. class where you do okay. the freezing poses and acting with them um oh, okay. so I will do it with the intention of I'm going to read this book and then we're going to do this activity after whether it's writing an art piece or even if I connect it to science or social studies as well uh, right. Two of my books, two of my yoga books are specifically focused on the grade three social studies curriculum in Alberta, and it's called the Yoga Journey Through India is one of them, and a Yoga Journey Through Peru is the other, and I use those as introductions to the countries that we're going to study, so the kids get to learn about the country, but also get up and do yoga and learn about mindfulness as well. So they learn yoga poses while also getting an introduction to the countries that we're studying. And then usually I'll do a writing piece after where they have to write about what they learned about the country, but also what they're excited to learn more about, about the country that we're studying. So I tend to do that as well. Um, And the I Am Fearless one, we do it for yoga and mindfulness, but also to talk about what empowers them because there's I am statements in in Mm -hmm. that book Mm -hmm. and so they talk I get them to then after write about write I am statements about themselves and do a drawing about what the book's called I am fearless what's I um a yoga journey for kids and superheroes so they always do a drawing about what's their superpower Yes, I love the cover of that book. It's (laughs) it's a boy and a girl and their capes and they're just they are feeling fearless. They look fearless. They look like they're just ready to take on the world. And and it's very encouraging. And that book's really special to me because I co-authored it with a girlfriend because I had written the two other yoga books by myself. Mm -hmm. But then I really wanted a yoga teacher to write one with me. And so my one of my girlfriends is a jewelry designer, an international jewelry designer and a yoga teacher as well. And the two kids in the books are my daughter and her son. So that one's really special to me. And then I I even have pictures of both of them 
with the book and doing the poses because there's oh. partner poses too. So yeah. I, oh, yeah. I even have a YouTube video of them. Um, I made a YouTube video of it where they do the poses and April and I read the book. And right. I think there was like one, one that really struck out to me. What was the, uh, <laughs> there, but yes, you have them each doing, doing a different yoga pose. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And there was one, um, and I'm trying to find it. And of course my, um, <laughs> I am a warrior and the boy yeah. is in the warrior pose and, um, and, and, but seeing it like that on print on page and with a child, you know, it, it takes on a whole different meaning than when you're, you're, you're personally doing it in your yoga class, but for a child to be able to see that that's really special it's very empowering yeah on my youtube channel i have i've only have like one video on my youtube <laughs> channel which which is that video but i plan yeah. to put all of my books on my youtube channel eventually oh. and um that one is really special because those two are are besties they've been besties since they were like four years old they went to the same daycare together mm-hmm. and even today that we're meeting up with them for dinner so right are they both only children yes that, and, yes. and april's also a, a single mom empowered yes. mom boss she is unbelievable all of Aww. the stuff that she does so yeah it's so important for when you, you know and and so good for you also that when your friends are you know going after their dreams, they're uplifting, they're, they're producing, you know, they're, they're living their, their best that they can. It it really is inspiring to have friendships like that to help lift you up. Um, Going back the, um, to the only child to my son is an only child and the importance of, of creating those deep, long-term meaningful friendships and relationships are so important. We have been lucky to, to find a few of those also. And, um, and just to be able to learn from, from each other and from each family. So that's wonderful. And what a treasure. So what do your, your, what does your daughter think of you being, being an author? Uh, I think she thinks it's pretty special. She loves it when I give the books to her teachers, because I always give a couple of my books to her teachers every year and she was in grade three this year and then she loves to that like she's she also helps me with the art sometimes so I'll be drawing and then she'll be like mom I want to paint so she'll start painting on my painting and I'll be like it's okay she's not gonna wreck it <laughs> <laughs> I can trust I can trust yeah. that she can paint on this and she does and she hel- she likes to help with the drawings so most oh. of the drawings she has helped with as well right you're teaching her and she mm-hmm. she may go on to publish many books herself one day yeah I can't imagine what it's like for the children who are in your classroom your students to know that their teacher has written and illustrated all of these books that not only has she done that but you use them in the class with them that they have what do your your students how do they react they love it like they even when we have like kindergarten buddies they're like look this control you are in that book. <laughs> I know I wrote the book. <laughs> it's so cool, but it's Aww. really interesting because kids 
they have a very per- different perspective of authors. Like I had one student be like, oh, I hate math. I'm not going to do yeah. math. I'm just going to be an author like Miss Cottrell. And I was <laughs> like, well, if you are an independent author like I am, you really need to know your math because <laughs> I use math constantly to figure out A, the sizing of my books, B, how many pages are my in my books to figure out how big the cover size has to be on the file. But then also in the marketing piece of it, mm. so I do ads on Amazon to get my books out there. And I need to know if I'm making money or not. <laughs> right. <laughs> all these like cost per clicks and ACOS and all these things. I need to know what those mean. And it's all numbers. There's so much math in publishing a book. You wouldn't even believe it until you experience it. So I was able to give a real life example to my students to say, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you can't just write books because you need to know math and able to in order to be able to write the books because yes. there's so much math in, in producing them and knowing if you're actually making money or not on mm. the books. And that's such an empowering piece because sometimes we think as math as this like separate entity in school when really it's so involved in everything that we do. It is. And, and you've hit on some really good topics that once you create and publish a book, the the journey doesn't end there you want to get your book in the hands of readers and in order to do that marketing is crucial and I'm still (laughs) struggling and learning daily and you know and just with the market itself that changes and interest changes and um you know so <laughs> what advice do you have for for new writers and authors out there um, who want to get their books out in, in the hands of readers? Uh, one of the best things I've done is join Facebook groups. Uh, mm-hmm. There's so many Facebook groups for authors and authors helping other authors. Mm-hmm. There's also a lot of um, online courses that you can take. Some of them are free. Some of them are paid for ones. I've done both and mm-hmm. both are fantastic. Mm-hmm. So anything that you can get that helps you continuously learn, because even with the Amazon ads that I've learned about, they are changing constantly. Mm-hmm. So whereas three years ago, it was, I was told in one of my courses to put like a thousand keywords in an ad Whereas now Amazon wants the ads to be really focused. So they don't want more than a hundred keywords and then your ads tend to do better. So it's constantly changing. Everything's constantly changing with their algorithms and with, that I don't even completely understand, but I'm constantly learning and seeking out different avenues um, to market myself, but also to market other people and to empower other people, because that's really the focus of my books. Like I've said it in, in the past, if my book helps one kid, then my job is done. Then I did my job. And so if, and, and, and the purpose of the book has been completed. So if my books help your child um, through your divorce, then, then that's amazing. Or if my books help your child be able to express their emotions better and to be able to talk to you about their emotions, then my, then my job is completed. I'm, I'm like overjoyed. And, and so happy that I've been able to help that way. 
Yes, that's great advice and and wisdom <laughs> from from even after. And isn't that amazing that in the past four years that you've learned all of this and and are able to contribute so much to this conversation? And I agree that the author community is very supportive of each other, especially the self-published indie author community. Um, we really try to help each other and, and lift each other up. And it's a wonderful res- resource. So I second, <laughs> I second all of that. I, can we go back to, um, to school? I just mm-hmm. curious, what is the school year going to look for you this year? And well, how will that affect your, you know, your, um, just your normal teaching? Will you go back virtually? We don't know yet. Our mm-hmm. government is going to tell us on August 1st because we go back the September 1st. Mm-hmm. But right now, um, it's most likely to go back in person because mm-hmm. we don't have the numbers in Canada. Well, especially in the mm-hmm. Western provinces where I am. Mm-hmm. Um, the numbers that we're having in the States. So mm-hmm. we are going back as far as I know, most likely into re- as regular as possible with sanitation mm-hmm. and, um, and social distancing protocols. So I'm not entirely sure what that's going to look at like, but what I'm really concerned about and most concerned about, and it will be the focus of my teaching is the mental health of the kids. So the curriculum will be second <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and focusing on the kids' mental health and, and connections and ability to empathize with others will be the major focus of the startup of the school year in, in my school as far, as far as I know for sure. My um, principal is really focused on, on that as well, on K, the curriculum right now, especially with this pandemic, is let's make sure our kids are okay first and they can't they can't learn unless they're they're mentally and, and okay right so in yeah. order for our kids to learn best we have to make sure that their mental health is is ready to ready to learn definitely because it's been a very scary time and still here in the U. I mean we are struggling and the numbers you just you think that you you wake up one day hoping things are better and then it seems like it's not and so it's been very frustrating people are frustrated they're tired you know they they want life to return to to our what was our normal and Mm -hmm. it's it's not and so um, so for us here in North Carolina in the the U.S. we our uh, government uh, school board had just just voted this morning that we will return virtually and we're returning mid-August because I guess the mindset is that because we were out since um, mid-March that you know there are a lot of children you know they they want to have extra time to do review so there are many thoughts <laughs> and opinions on this but you know they mm-hmm. have have to look at the total population and, and the numbers and, and make very hard decisions. So I would not want to be in, <laughs> in their shoes right now, but I'm thankful for them and trying to stay positive that, um, that they're, they're making the best choice that they can for, for our families. So well, and um, I think what we have <laughs> to think of too, with schooling coming up this year is that it, it could change on a dime. 
mm-hmm. right? One day we mm-hmm. could be at school and the next day everything gets shut down again. So even though we are most likely going back in Alberta from everything that I've read, even though the official statement won't come out until August 1st, um, we still have to be prepared that it will, it could, we have the possibility of going into distance learning at a moment's notice. And so that's Mm -hmm. something that's really different in preparing for this school year. Like I already in the end of last school year started building a website (laughs) for my next school year because I'm changing grades. So I started building a website just to prepare um, for the next for the next school year so that I'm ready to have the kids if we are in for a month, and then all of a sudden October comes and we're out, at least they will know as much as they possibly can to access all the resources I've already gathered and been gathering over the summer for them. Mm. Yeah. And yes, and you are so well prepared for this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, really it's, it's um, your, your books are just so beautiful and the messages are so important and really every elementary classroom should have them on their shelves and, and implementing this. Um just uh, all of the mindfulness practices that that you you teach, and even Dan, with your the book on divorce, based you know kind of around your personal experience, it's it's very important. And also for those families right now, single parents um, who are divorced, who are going through this, who are working, mm-hmm. <laughs> and now are faced with you know virtually their children returning virtually and and those uh, parents having um, those divorced families having to work together and try to figure out how to make all of this work I mean there are so many different different things happening and so yes we do need to show empathy because Mm -hmm. we are not like you said in the same boat every every household has a different struggle so yeah, yes. the two projects that I'm working on now actually mm-hmm. revolve around that. I'm I'm just need to finish illustrating my one and it's called What Do You Learn at School? And it's really about it's not necessarily the curriculum, but how we make each other feel that you're gonna remember in twenty years. And mm-hmm. so it's also about how school is to give you little bits and pieces of experience from all these different areas, and then hopefully you'll find one that you really engage in and love. And it's okay if you really love art, and but you hate gym. That's okay, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Because not everybody's going to love them. We all are so different and unique. And so that's really the message of that book. And then the other book that I'm working on um, that I hope to have out by September is called um, Mindful Minutes. And it's 108 activities for kids um, to do that are that are connected to mindfulness. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So I'm hoping to have those both out for September because I feel and I know that there's going to be so many teachers and parents who need that mindfulness piece. And to know, too, that school isn't necessarily about the curriculum and and the concepts that you learn. It's really about the connections that you make with people. Mm hmm. Yes. Oh, my goodness. You you just said so, so the first book, <laughs> um, what you learn in school. I just that it is so important because we don't we're not just there. You know, the, the child isn't just there for 
you know, learning their math and their, that Mm -hmm. socialization and how to interact with others and how to deal with difficult situations and how we react to those, those situations is really preparation for life. And that, that's so, that's such an important message. I love that. Well, and the interesting thing about that book is that I wrote it one day after I came home from work because I had these two boys, two very sweet kind boys who were just at each other for like a Mm -hmm. week and I was Mm -hmm. so frustrated with them Mm -hmm. and I came home and I wrote wrote the book out in my journal like I scribbled the notes down and I went back to school the next day and I said I wrote a story last night and I want to read it to you and it's really because I've been struggling with how some of you guys are treating each other and I really want to for you just to read just like how you guys read in author's chair because whenever we do reading in class i I get the kids who want to share to get up and and share an author's chair. And so I shared an author's chair the same way that the kids do. And they, at the end, they were completely silent through my entire story. And at the end, the whole class erupted in clapping. And I was just like, oh, my goodness. And so I was like, do you think I need to illustrate this book like the other ones and actually get it out there? And they were like, yes, you absolutely have to. So oh, then the next I year, love that. Yeah. I had it set up into Canva and I read it, but I didn't have any of the pictures illustrated. This year has been so focused for me on the marketing piece that I haven't been drawing as much. And so this summer, my goal is to finish the drawings and get it out there so that I can start the school year with this book is in saying <laughs> that. And that my, is my goal. So that the first day of school, I can start with this book and it is finished. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I love there. I'm sitting, I'm sitting over here like with the biggest smile on my face because one, I can just hear the excitement and the love of your students, your classroom of teaching, but also your love of, of making these beautiful books and, and how fortunate your students are to have you, how fortunate your daughter (laughs) is to learn from you and, and, and what good timing you have great timing (laughs) thank you I'm I'm working on it I'm really hoping that I can stay focused enough to get these two books out before the end of summer because I think they will be so valuable to teachers and to parents to start up this next school year especially with what's going on in the world Yes, you definitely need to be doing some type of um, virtual um author um, visits or something I know that would be difficult just with your own um, teaching schedule but um, do you do author author visits and have you done any virtual author visits I haven't done I've done a virtual author visit actually for a kindergarten classroom in I think it was May this year because Normally, the kindergarten, a kindergarten teacher at another school, she, I, she's just a Facebook friend of mine. And she was looking, she's like, I'm looking for people of all different areas of expertise to do a little video for my kindergarten students, because mm-hmm. we're looking at different careers. And mm-hmm. I messaged her and I said, do you want me to do a little one about being an author? And she was like, absolutely. And then mm-hmm. somebody connected with me on Facebook saying, 
I just watched your video um, mm-hmm. with my kindergarten student and I absolutely loved it. Yes. And I'm buying your books. And yes. she was like, I'm a teacher too. And so it was so cool. Just like that little video that I sent out as a, as a author visit virtually, but I would absolutely do author visits virtually. I've done some author visits for like um, brownies it's like mm-hmm. and guides. I don't know if you have those mm-hmm. in the States. Like in the Girl Scouts. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's yeah. called brownies. I was a brownie scout. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I've done some for that and, and the scouts and that sort of thing because it, it does better with my timing. Um, but because of, of being able to do it virtually, if it was a classroom, say, in the States in a different time zone or something and I wasn't mm-hmm. teaching at that time, I absolutely mm-hmm. would do a virtual. Good. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, hmm, I'm thinking. Um, <laughs> my my site. I don't know who his teacher is going to be this year, but I do have a good relationship with their school, and and it would be a great school wide event. They ha- or he is in a K through five um, school, but like I said, they'll be back virtually. But something maybe that even uh, a recorded um, message or something. Um, and reading up your books that the children would just really love. The teachers would love it too. So yeah, absolutely. I would love to connect with them. Yes, that would be wonderful. Well, I have had a blast talking to you (laughs) and I'm so um, excited about your, your newest release and, and all of the wonderful things going on. And then the two new books coming out, hopefully in September. So you were in, in, inspiration um and if someone would like to order your books or um have you do an author talk maybe virtually or in in person or however how how can they connect with you um they can just connect on my website it's just www.artmindfulnessandcreativity.com um and there's an email page like a contact me page on there and then i have all of my books on my um, website as well, but also just a search on Amazon for my name. And you can find all of my books on on Amazon that way too. But all of the links are on my on my website, just to buy it through Amazon. So it gets shipped right to you. Awesome. And I will have all of your your links, your social media links, where to purchase the the books, um, and your website embedded in the accompanying blog post of this podcast. So that way folks can easily access it and and go out and buy your books because they're they're amazing. And so are you. I'm proud to have made this connection. So And I thank you so much for being a guest today on HodgePodge. And I hope that all of our listeners feel inspired by you and are feeling more empathetic (laughs) (laughs) and mindful and ready to to go out in the world and and do good and big things. So I think all the parents right now out here during COVID just need an extra big hug right now. (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) Because I know all the challenges of having kids during COVID. (laughs) Yes. And the teaching from both sides. (laughs) Yes. All parents, just go give them a virtual hug. (laughs) Yes. We all need to, to, in this moment, remind ourselves that we have to be kind and we have to, to, 
it's not just about us and our own personal situation. So that's a good, uh, yeah. Virtual hugs, six, yeah. six feet distance <laughs> hugs, right? <Yeah. laughs> well, gosh, well, thank you so much again for being a guest. And um, we look forward to uh, your new books coming out and maybe you can come back and, and talk a little bit more about those. And um I want to thank all of our listeners today and join us next time on HodgePodge. Mm-hmm.